Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au.
3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon, currently Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. I'm Sally Goldner. I use the pronouns she and her. I'm your host for the hour. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples of the Eastern Kulin Nations. And we pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people tuning in from any land or on this big island and surrounding smaller ones. And we acknowledge that all the lands are stolen and never truly ceded and that reconciliation is very much an ongoing process in which we all play a part, particularly during this calendar year of 2023 where we are aiming to achieve the voice. Out of the Pan is a show covering pansexual issues, pan meaning all, but it's um, all sorts of things, all sorts of aspects to life. There's lots of ways to get in touch with the program and communicate um, in directions thereupon. Um, you can email outofthepan855 at gmail.com, SMS 61456751215, tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And look for posts on my page, Sally Goldner, on Facebook and also Out of the Pan, 3CR, 855 AM Melbourne on Facebook. Remember, any opinions that I express on this program are strictly my own and not those of any organisation with which I have been associated past or am still involved in the present. Um, You can also snail mail us, PO Box 1277, Collingwood 3066. I will um, definitely put up um, our... Um, phone support numbers today um, and that is for switchboard on 1800 184 527 and rainbow door you can call them on 1800 729 367 you can sms rainbow door on 0480 017246 because i will do content notes right off the bat um that there will be discussion of mental health and suicide and bereavement, which overall are certainly um, you know, getting up to medium level um, sort of um, content warn- content notes. And it's totally okay if you need to find another time to listen. Your mental health is the most important thing here. But it's also very appropriate. I mentioned Switchboard and we opened up with Kate Sobrano um, singing vocals on Andrew Pendlebury's 1992 album Don't Hold Back That Feeling, calling you because Switchboard is a place you can call and they do more than just telephone and um, net counselling. They run all sorts of great groups and have all sorts of great projects and I have, well, one of the, in my opinion, one of the um, steady and great contributors in recent times to our Rainbow Communities on the Zooms from regional Victoria. Welcome to 3CR, Grace Lee. Hi Sally, it's lovely to be here. Thank Good. you for letting me join you today. I'm coming from the land of the Jajawarung, by the way, so beautiful place. I'm very privileged to be able to live and work here. Well, absolutely um, beautiful um, country all around, um, as it's called in these day, this day and age, um, Victoria. 
And I have to say, I'll get it out of the way, I'm getting very excited to be heading pretty much close up your way for chill out in about, um, you know, I'll be up there from Thursday to Monday. So heading up there in 10 days time and I've missed regional Victoria in the last few years. Um, declaring my in- happy interest, of course, as Chill Out Pan Ambassador. Well, that's my title, and I've given it to myself, and I'm sticking to it. But um, we do have an important thing to talk about today, and it, as I, as I mentioned, it can be a challenging topic. But anyway, we need to discuss these things. Switchboard has a very important group that it runs, and you're the person in charge. Tell us what the group is, what it's about, to get us started. Sure. Look. Um Look, this, uh, yes, I mean, it is a bit of a sensitive topic, but we'll treat it as sensitively as possible. So, um, we know, well, probably most people will know that, um, that uh, Switchboard is an organisation that, um, you know, leads suicide prevention and uh, provides all those kind of supports that you've mentioned, the, the phone lines and chats and so on. Um, I'm involved in a project that's been running for about uh, just over 18 months now. And it is about suicide bereavement. So what we're talking about here really is that sadly when someone dies, we we often feel an intense sense of loss and grief. And that can last quite a long time. It can last for years. Mm. I mean, it doesn't really ever go away ultimately. So, you know, grief and bereavement is a very real experience for people um, for all sorts of reasons. Sadly, when someone dies by suicide... Um, that can that can have sort of so many ramifications for those around them, for their partners, for their families, for their for their friends, and their communities. Um, and so, what we've learned, I think, over the actually over the last ten to twenty years, mm-hmm. that um, providing specialist support for people bereaved by suicide has real value. Mm-hmm. It has real value in alleviating alleviating some of the pain and suffering and making it a little bit easier to bear. And what actually very critically we know, Sally, is that if someone in your family or someone close to you dies by suicide, actually your risk of suicide goes up. And so it's really important that we don't kind of ignore these events, these very tragic and sad events, but that actually we provide help and support to people who are bereaved and who are finding it hard. So there's been groups running in in the heteronormative straight Mm. society for quite a while. Um, So there's a very good model, um, which has been really based around providing... Um, weekly support group meetings for small groups of people um, who've been kind of matched a little bit in terms of perhaps their experience and so on, um, and taking them through a program which is partly educational but also, very importantly, peer support. In other words, you know, being able to spend two hours a week with some other people who've had a similar experience, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that that's great that's been fantastic but there has not been a specific group for lgbtiqa plus community members and that's what we've started at switchboard we started that um yeah nearly nearly two years ago now and it's a world first we may as well say that we're the first sort of queer um uh, suicide bereavement support group in the world Mm-hmm. And we've so far we've run we've run three we've we've run three groups. Uh, they're eight weeks long, 
and actually we've got another one coming up in April. So there are spaces on that group. So importantly, if people listening today um, are hearing something that they might think, oh, actually that could be that could be helpful to me or to someone I know, um, we'll provide us, I'm sure, a lot more information about how to contact us as we as we chat about this. So it's a group. It's meeting online currently. Of course, we had great ideas of doing it in person and then we got hit by COVID and we went to an online version and actually the online version works very well. It makes it accessible and especially as part of you know my concerns are about being able to provide access to services to people in regional and rural mm -hmm. areas. Um, so it does that. Um, it's, it's a Zoom group. It's run by three facilitators at the moment, and we are all members of the community. Mm -hmm. so, so that's the first important thing. Um, and we are experienced, um, either experienced in grief and bereavement counselling, or we have lived experience of losing um, close friends or family to suicide. So it's, we're very much in the sort of boat together. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, look, we, we have a different, it's structured, we have a topic, a different topic each week. Um, people get a lot of opportunity to talk about their experience. We provide, we encourage people to, to talk about what happened, to introduce the person they've lost to the group. And then we work through like how, what grief is, what, you know, what, what does that feel like and what strategies can people use to make themselves, you know, to find it easier to cope with that loss. It's, I mean, it is tricky um, mm -hmm. because the, the narrative for, for LGBTIQA plus people mm -hmm. is different again from the mainstream. I wanted to ask you that, yeah. So, so, so if, if, you know, if you, if you go to a straight, support group it can be very difficult to admit or disclose your sexuality or the, the relationship you had with the person who died um, and it may be difficult for some people because of their identity that they may fear will not be accepted by the rest mm. of the group so it, and, and actually you know unfortunately straight groups may not be the safest places for some of us to be in so it was really important i think um that we found a way of creating a, a, a safe space for our rainbow community members and i mean i guess there's a number of you know uh, we, we're very fortunate in that we we've done this through community consultation as well so mm -hmm. the the switchboard has um a lived experience advisory group specifically for this project so they were people who have for example well they would have they would have lost somebody to suicide and they would have used services in the community but not necessarily rainbow services um, and so they were able to bring their experiences of what worked for them but also what didn't work and how they might want things changed and so we've spent quite a bit of time yeah you know rewriting rewriting the program from a from a perspective of lgbtiqa plus so we make this a safe space for any any sexuality any gender identity any relationship sort of structures that people um you know that that's that that's them that's part of who they are and that they can feel safe and free to 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 talk with their peers yeah and um so far it's been working quite well people coming but i mean that the, the, the impact it has on people especially 
isolation is such a significant mm. element. Suicide is frequently, it's, it's stigmatized. You know, suicide yes. stigmatized. So it's very difficult to talk to people about it. Um, I, you know, look, we, um, it used to be a crime um, and oh. still is in some places. Uh, and that, well, that's why we, we, there's a word, I, it, many of us will say, oh, so-and-so committed suicide. Um, we tend to avoid using that term nowadays yeah. because it, you commit a crime, don't you? You commit murder well or thought. something. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Um, so we tend to just sort of say, oh, someone died by suicide or they suicided or whatever. But, you know, it, I think it's important to understand that. And along with some faiths that will consider suicide a sin or some other major transgression. Um, and so it's important that we kind of find spaces that you know, take us away from some of those those views, those very negative pejorative views of what suicide might be, to allow people to to connect genuinely around and within their their grief. Yeah, look, you've covered so a whole. So that's that's where we're at. Yeah, yeah, look, you've, you've drilled <laughs> through the issues, sort of from the the big picture, and then honing in. I mean, we don't talk well enough in yeah. our in humanity. I think often about grief and bereavement. We don't talk about suicide. Then we come to rainbow issues and you know, I agree with you. There could be the possibility if you go to a broader community group that you'll be misgendered or as a bi person you'll be told, oh, well, you're, you're a woman with a male partner. You, you can fit into a heterosexual group or whatever. Um, and yeah, I think you've... That's absolutely right. You know, those sorts of things come up. And, yeah. you know, I, th I think the thing that I'm... I'm, I'm you know, the lived experience advisory group, is obviously the first thing is people with that lived expertise in this particular issue. But then the thing that I think just I want mm. to flesh out a bit further is intersectionality, you know, all of LGBTIQA plus Absolutely. and intersections therein. Did you manage to get the range that you wanted? Because, I mean, beyond my lived expertise, I would probably guess there might be different issues, say, for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people compared to someone like myself who is neither of those things, for example. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I mean, you know, absolutely valid. And, um, you know, so I spoke originally about, you know, accessibility and how important it is now and how actually Zoom, for example, can help people get access. And, and if they are unable to travel or, 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 or leave home or whatever, or that they have, you know, they're immunocompromised and can't, we don't want, um, it would be uncomfortable mm. or unsafe for them to be in a physical room with a bunch of people they don't know. Um, you know so, we've, so we've kind of been able to sort of kind of work with some of that, I think. We, it does mean that the, the whole group is accessible. Um, cultural sensitivity is really important. So, yes, look, I mean, we, I think we learn as we go along as well, but we, I mean, Switchboard is has a lot of programs around, you know, kitty bipop stuff. So mm -hmm. around queer people of black or or people of colour. And so we're, we've got a lot of information and, and that's, the, you know, we're constantly scrutinised around what we're doing in those sorts of areas by other parts of, of Switchboard, which is great. And they can contribute to what we need to do there. Um, I mean, other things as well, like um, uh, neurodiversity, kind of again can be very important for people as to how comfortable they might feel even in a in a, in a zoom or online environment um 
uh, how they um, whether they want to show themselves on screen or not. We don't have a rule that says you have to have your camera on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it may be that uh, some people, and I've been working on this in the last group in particular, where we provide a synopsis of what's going to happen in the group and so mm-hmm. on, so that they are kind of able to prepare rather than being presented with a set of complex questions that yep. we might put in. And some of us facilitators, myself obviously included, we can wrap it on for hours and it's like it can get it can be confusing as to what's the point sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, um, and yes, you know, the environment, you know, it, it, it's again, it can be and we would do this if it was um, in person as well. You know, what are the lighting levels? What are the sound levels in the room? Um, you know, what do we do for people who've got sensory sensitivities or or sensory disabilities, for example? So if they're if they're vision impaired or something else, then um, we do, you know, we, we take into account the individual needs of the, of the participants. So it's probably worth saying, I mean, yeah, when we, if, if you, if anybody's listening wants to, you know, wants to join a group, they will give them contact details. And what will happen is that somebody, it'll be me or, or one of my colleagues will like contact them in the first instance in a way that they wish to be contacted. So either by phone or email or whatever. And there will be what we probably call a bit of an intake interview. We will find out a little bit more about you and what your needs are. Um, if you're able to to discuss that and so we can then take we can start to build those needs into the group as we're going to as we put them together Um, after the sort of telephone interview which will also um, clarify the sort of criteria so there are some kind of requirements for people so to join this group at the moment you need to be 21 or years of age or older you obviously need to, you do need to be a member of the LGBTIQA mm-hmm. plus community in some form or other. Um, uh, at the moment, because of the way we're funded, you, you can live in Victoria or New South Wales. So we've got reach into New South Wales and funding for that, which is really, really good. And you need to have been bereaved. The person you lost has to be someone close to you, like um, like a partner or, um, you know, a close relative, parent, child, sibling type arrangement. Um, and and they, their death would have been basically within the last couple of years. So it's, it's still relatively recent. Um, the, the reason for that is that that's kind of what we understand really is where these groups are most effective. Um, bringing together people with a similar range of experience in terms of their their grief and bereavement. So yeah. we check that we we kind of check that off with you in in a, in the first sort of discussions, and then somebody then we'd invite you to have a a um, a Zoom call with the three of us, with the three facilitators, so that you get to meet us, you get to know who we are and like where we're coming from, and we get to meet you. So again, it, it kind of personalises the experience and we can further discuss any needs that that individual has in order to really benefit from, from participation in a group. Oh, look, it just sounds so well thought through, prepared um, and you know, to use a phrase that's a little jargonic, but there's so much individual-centred care going on there that, you know, we want the same outcome for everyone, but everyone will have a different path to get to the end. 
So you're considering both, we'll say, the journey um, and yeah. the aim um, in tandem, holding space for both. Um, and yes. as a neurodivergent person, I do love that you've thought through neurodivergence in its various forms. Well, and yeah. you know, I think there's a possibly an advantage in doing it online where people can have, you know, in their home or wherever place they're in, they can have their own lighting or get a glass of water or caffeine of choice if they need to at any mm-hmm. point. Um, yeah. you know, um, is really, really important. So just look, I mean, you've just, well, you're a, you're a counsellor, you communicate well, but seriously, okay. um, you know, you've just explained that, you know, the overview and the detail, I, I really, I've, um, I can say as a radio it's, presenter, it's one of the easiest interviews I've ever had. Uh, um, but seriously, it's, it's just such a wonderful initiative. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. I have to say that as well. Look, as a facilitator and having helped sort of put this together, you know, when you we meet people and they are so upset, they are so distressed, mm. and you can't help but want to help them. And they come on this group, and, and the beauty of it is that they connect with some others and they really... Just they, they just they see they feel so much better because mm. you know it, they're not alone they're not isolated and some of our groups some of the groups they carry on meeting afterwards they just you know once the eight weeks are up which is a very sad we mm. get to the end of the eight weeks and it's like it's bye but no they they swap they swap uh, you know contact details and they go and meet for coffee every month or two and like how are you getting on and I think you know and some people develop real friendships genuine friendships out of this just because they've had that very special experience of being part of a peer support group. So it is a very powerful um, offering. And yeah, I'm, I'm really feel privileged that the way that people will share their stories um, with us and each other. And um it, it really does. I tell you, actually, Sally, it gives you, it gives you so much faith in human nature, to see how, how a small group of people can really, I suppose, you know, bond in a very short space of time, mm. and hear each other, and they really do. I mean, we have obviously we try and make, as I said, you know, a safe environment. So there are kind of rules, they're ground rules for yeah. the group, and it, we we give voice to everyone, and we give space to everyone, and mm-hmm. we don't let people jump in and interrupt and there's no arguments but you know we, we we don't have to police that there's no there's no management of the rules because everybody actually you know just works together so well that um it's it's quite it is quite magical at times and it is just amazing to see how much better somebody can feel after this it's worth mentioning mm-hmm. while i'll keep talking i'll keep feeling keep is um is uh, so I've been talking about a very specific group that we've been running, which runs for eight weeks, and uh, you know it's two hours every every week. Um, uh, but we also have what we call drop-in groups. So those are much uh, they they're kind of a bit more random. Um, so they occur once a month, but you, whether you turn up to it or not is up to you. So you can register for the drop-in groups, and that can be better for people who maybe don't have time or Mm. are unable because of like work commitments or family commitments to attend the same time every week. Um, It may also be for people who don't fully meet all the other criteria that I that I mentioned. So if you're a bit younger, or if the person you lost, you know, doesn't 
doesn't fit in that two-year sort of time window. Um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a safe space, it's the facilitated space, but it's still a peer support space. And it's, it's got a less, it's less structured. So it, it can be very valuable. And I think um, a lot of people are finding those really useful groups too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, it's, um, you know, a um, couple of things there. I mean, I could have just said hashtag community when you talked about yeah. how it brings people together and which we need so much still um, in this um, day and age for many reasons, mm. including LGBTIQA+. But also I think the the, the pleasure that you're getting um, and your colleagues um, using your skills to run the group and keep it rolling and keep it, you know, the pro, we'll call it, yeah. if I can use the word, a program in a sense, growing, um, yeah. must be, yes. you know, very, very sort of content generating for you or content. Absolutely. Is a word. Yeah. And, and seeing, you know, the impact that it's having on people's lives that, you know, it, it may be dull. It takes a little bit of the pain away. Um, and those, Sal, as I said, sort of earlier, when someone close to us dies by suicide, there is actually, you know, a risk. Our risk mm. of suicide goes up. I don't think we particularly know why, and I'm not going to speculate on that. But, you know, suicide is a very complicated thing. It, it's um, our understanding of it in some respects is is quite detailed and intense. But, you know, it's a complex. It's a very complex mm. set of circumstances. So, you know, we help people make sense of what's happened in their lives. And I think that does actually, you know, they've learned, they can find ways to reach out and share their experiences, which obviously we hope reduces any risk that they may have to, to suicide themselves. And that's, that's so important. When we live, we live in a community, right? We don't really have all the, the stats and data mm -hmm. about suicide in, in the LGBTIQA plus community, but we certainly know from so many, you know, studies and reports that suicidal ideation, attempted suicide and so on, you know, the prevalence is way above the rest of the population of Australia. You know, we are at significant risk. And that's really why we need to firstly address the, the, the reality of that and the fact that there are a lot of people in our community who are grieving. And secondly, we need to try and find as many ways as possible to make them safe. Yep. Oh, look, absolutely so. And acknowledging there are also, you know, sort of varying degrees of risk within LGBTIQA plus and intersections. And, um, you know, that we need to commit to that. So... Um, let's get some deets, um, as they say, um, if people want, I mean, you've, there's a new group starting in April, but if people yeah, we'll have start on the queries, 12th of April. yep. If people, which I think is just after Easter-ish, um, Easter, yeah. um, but if people, uh, yeah, have that's right. So it'll run, it's, that's a Tuesday. It's a yep. Tuesday, the 12th of April is the next one. So if they want to, um, sign up for it or find out some more, um, you can phone us or text us on 0437 918 239. So that's 0437 2, sorry, 918 239. Mm -hmm. um, or you could email bereavement, so bereavement at switchboard.org.au. 
just as easy, go to switchboard.org.au website, you'll find all those contact details and everything on there. Or if you if you, if you want to call Rainbow Door, which you mentioned a bit earlier, there's Sally, our sort of support and referral service. Rainbow Door is open 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day, and it's 1800-729-367. And they will advise you and it will take you home and get someone to give you a call or whatever. So, um, yeah, but sort of definitely pass that information on to as many people as you can. Um, uh, We will probably be recruiting up until, you know, a couple of weeks before the group starts. So there's, there's definitely space on there at the moment. And if it's not, if it doesn't work for you, like the next group in April, we'll have another group later in the year for sure. So we're running at least two a year. Yeah. And there's the drop-in groups. There's the drop-in groups, which, you know, you are welcome to register for, and then you can turn up as and when you, you uh, as and when you wish. Yeah. Now we should, I think we should just make clear that that um, phone number is a particular line <clears throat> to get in touch with this group. It's not the general um, switchboard or QLife lines. Um, yes, thank you. Just so that that's clear. And what I will do is I think the simplest thing to do is I'll put a hyperlink into the podcast um, um, for the particular page on Switchboard's website, um, which will help get people through or get in touch with um, me if you uh, can't find that or something like that. Um, just to get the link, I will certainly say I'm not a qualified mental health professional, just to be really clear on that. But um, it's, it is great. It's amazing that it's a world first. You've given me the idea that when you, you know, sort of specifically um, put out a flyer to call for recruits, I think this, I'm going to put it onto a couple of um, world sort of LGBTI lists that I'm on. I think, um, you know, people yeah. in, in all over the planet would be interested. I think it's, um, you know, something that we can, you know, um, be very proud of um, Melbourne and Victoria Absolutely. leading the way on queer communities as we sometimes do. Have we got it covered? I think we have. Um, I probably think we have. I've just mentioned, I sent you a link there actually, yeah. um, but th- there's a website called Charlie, that's C-H-A-R-L-E-E. Yeah. Um, it's got nothing to do with me, um, .org.au. So charlie.org.au is our our sort of suicide bereavement, suicide support sort of um, website. So there's also all the details on the groups are on on Charlie as well. And you may find other resources on Charlie that would be will be helpful. So um, please do also uh, look at that one, and yep. you'll probably find a link to that on the Switchboard website. Excellent. All right, thank Grace. you, Sally. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Um, Keep up the great work in everything that you, Switchboard and QLife do around the country for the health and well-being of our queer communities and um, hope to catch up with you in person real soon. Yes, somewhere. well, enjoy, chill out, have a really great time and, uh, you know, keep up that pan bassering. Oh, it's uh, it's dirty work. Someone's got to do it, but I'm getting a list of all. There's millions of good coffee places in Dalesford and Hepburn oh. Springs. I'm sure I'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be absolutely fine. Don't worry. Okay. All, all the right, best then. Thanks very much, Grace. Catch you for now. Bye. Bye. Grace Lee on 3CR talking about, as said, a sensitive, perhaps difficult and challenging topic, but one that we do need to talk about, um, and that is the world first LGBTIQA plus suicide and bereavement group. Um, Well done to Switchboard and all the team there for putting that together and doing it so well. Um, Really, really good stuff. 
All right, let's have some musics. Uh, as I said, we opened up with Kate Pendlebury. Uh, sorry, Kate Pendlebury. Kate Sobrano from and- doing lead vox on Andrew Pendlebury, great Australian guitarist. Um, his album from 1992, Don't Hold Back That Feeling. Well, the group is probably a chance to let out your feelings and perhaps reach out and, in a metaphorical way, touch someone. Here's Noiseworks, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally.
3CR is Radical Radio, and that means more than just alternative current affairs and political coverage. We're Radical because we're an independent media outlet, owned and operated by the community. We're Radical because we give communities the control of their own shows, with their own music, in their own languages. We're Radical because we provide a media platform for communities to build their own power to create social change. Become a subscriber and support Radical Radio. Call us on 03 9419 8377 or subscribe online at 3cr.org.au forward subscribe. Hi, we are the Lumberjills. Hello, we're the Lumberjills. And we're from Canada. So you're listening to 3CR 855 AM Community Radio, and we just want to say support your local radio station. Way, hey, and away we go. Donkey riding, donkey riding. Way, hey, and away we go. Riding on a donkey. I don't care how you ride to wherever you need to listen to 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. We just heard from Noiseworks, Touch uh, is the title of the song. If you um, reach out and touch somebody, make sure you always have their consent in any form of touch, um, even whether it's a hug or apart maybe from a handshake. Um, But I've had the number of times I've had um, people, particularly males, uh, or those identified as men, sort of reach and just think they have a right to kiss me. No, you don't. You ask, um, please. Um, Particularly happens with um, gay men too. Hmm. Uh, And then, of course, become a 3CR subscriber. It is subscriber month. We had a subscriber week in the middle of the month, but it's part of the month. And we'd love you to support us if you're... um, you know, if you've got the ability to do that, and there are rates for people who are part-time workers, unemployed, etc., um, we'd love your support. Had a message in from Jenny. Hello, Jenny, um, up in um, Gadigal Lands, um, and says, Hi, Sally, and I quote, to, to quote Michael Cole, no, that's not what she said. Um, I Quote, I think it's significant to mention we've had the first PM to ever attend Mardi Gras in an official capacity. I thought it might have been Michael Turnbull. Sorry, I'll start that again. I thought it might have been Malcolm Turnbull and was shocked to learn this fact. Irrespective of what you think of his politics, it's it's a historical moment. Great to see so many more diverse groups this year, Jen. Yeah, look, it's a fair point, Jen. Yes, it has finally happened. It's a good um, step that um, we've had a sitting PM march in Mardi Gras and the New South Wales opposition leader, Chris Minns, um, they are good things. There's every certainty of that. No, Malcolm Turnbull didn't march, even though Mardi Gras was, if not in his electorate, certainly in the electorate next door. Um, however, my, I would, I'll play devil's advocate here. That's a nice symbolic step. But when he was asked last night while he was marching about policy issues, he just went on about how far we've came. No, there's a lot of pressing work to be done. And this is where perhaps it's fair to say federal labour um, there is a feeling, a valid feeling of some, of frustration that they haven't really talked about LGBTIQI plus issues. They haven't talked about a national ban on unwanted surgeries on intersex infants, haven't talked about trans health care. Anthony Albanese raised trans men when he said men can't have babies. Um, no, you know, 
blood donation is still discriminatory in this country when there's been a large um, number of countries around the world um, stop doing things on the basis of sexuality and gender identity and do it on the basis of safe sex instead, and there's plenty of evidence. So I think that people, you know, we do need to dig below the headlines to some extent. It's also worth noting that New South Wales has, by in terms of the nine jurisdictions of relevant government in this country, being eight states and territories and federally, the worst laws in relation to LGBTI in the country. No coverage for bi, intersex and non-binary and for part of trans-binary. Um, worst birth certificate laws, very complex and surgery-oriented. Um, no um, um, bans on, uh, sorry, continuing exemptions for religion in relation to education, on it goes. And whilst, therefore, it's good that Anthony Albanese marches, the um, comment, coming back to the comment, um, I think we do have to look at the other side of the coin. And it was, I was, I was tossing up whether to add this. I respect that Mardi Gras brings a lot of fun and joy to people, a lot of people's lives, whether they're part of rainbow communities or whether they are not, and maybe allies or spectators. However, there are criticisms of Mardi Gras and World Pride. I have, for example, heard the allegation that the speakers at World Pride were very um, curated rather than being on merit and so favouring certain lines and therefore showing some degree possibly of intolerance um, from the organisers. There is the debate about commercialisation of Mardi Gras, and I'm going to say it again, for me, I have felt very a little triggered and very frustrated that we can't get this debate about Mardi Gras biphobia onto the board and every time we try it seems to get shut down. So I'll keep talking about it. And I was with, at dinner with friends last night and we didn't even, well it would have been impolite to have the TV on in the background, we didn't talk about it. Um, friends from also from a range of diverse backgrounds. So I think that, yeah, again, to sum up, good step, but it's um, a, sing a long journey begins with a single step. Let's see where the journey goes from here to get us to a point of national equality. It should be pointed out, I came, um, stumbled across an article yesterday um, which ranked 30 um, cities around the world that are apparently good on LGBTI. Sydney is 11, and I don't want to turn this into a 19th century Sydney-Melbourne rivalry, but Melbourne is fourth because we have better laws. It's very grassroots. I was a bit bemused that they said St Kilda was a strong lesbian area. Gee, <laughs> they haven't obviously been to Darabin. Anyway, um, there's my thoughts on that. Um you know, but it is, um, you know, there's, um, as I say, there's range, a range of opinions, um, and if they're not hateful, they are valid. And how we hold space for this and how we keep doing better, I think, is is the challenge. Um, and as this, as touched on during the chat that I had with Grace Lee, um, yeah, I have the um, joy in two weeks' time, I'll be broadcasting live from Chill Out um, Carnival Day, up in Dalesford, uh, combining with my role declaring the interest as Chill Out Am Ambassador or Panbassador, Tranbassador, um, Basador, um, whichever. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, get a chance to get up to the country. I'm involved in some various panel discussions. And I think it, raise, it raises a good point if we're holding space for each other. I'm sure, you know, it's well noted that you can't just transplant what works for LGBTIQA plus in metro into regional 
But I'm sure there's plenty of things I could learn from regional queers about building community um, that I think could help me here in the big smog. Um, you know, declaring an interest that I'm on the um, um, LGBTIQA plus advisory committee in my local area of Manningham, Manningham County, a little town called Bulleen in the Smoky Mountains. Uh, no, well, it's got some undulating hills. And who knows, there could be some ideas I can take back to Manningham that could work. Manningham is a you know, a relative in terms of metro is well spread out. Its unofficial motto is the um, where the country meets the city. So uh, maybe there's um, room to think there. So anyway, um, in a few weeks, I'm um, going to be um, doing this as, um, in the words of the Wolverines, I'm going to be moving on down the highway. 3CR, 855 AM. 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Chrome leather and steel cap boots and an urge to hit the road. My mind is full of day to day, it's time to share the load. I'm tired, I'm exhausted and ready to unwind I need to feel the wind in my face one more time My motor sheet's a purring as I kick the lever down I'm gonna put some distance between me and this town Moving on down the highway Moving on to who knows where Moving on to the next town Moving on without a care I'm living to ride and ride and to live just to keep the blues away. I get high on the feeling of this legend under me. Life becomes a threesome, my bike, my baby, me. I'm in the mood to party and nothing bothers me. I'm feeling like the maverick I used to be. Moving on down the highway, moving on and who knows where. Moving on to the next town, moving on.
3CR 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au. 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one. Every Sunday afternoon, noon, currently Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. And uh, we just heard from the Wolverines, moving on down the highway. Yes, I'll be doing that in 10 days to get to Dalesford. Um, Another message from Jenny, quote, to put things in perspective that we're able to march and aren't persecuted like many other countries in the world where there have been attacks at Pride events or they've been banned is important to acknowledge. We have many challenges, but talking to many PFLAG parents yesterday, we have come a long way too. Well, I'd agree with all of that. I think we can all still keep, we'll say, aiming for, this is one area where aiming for perfectionism is a good thing until, you know, we need to keep aiming for equality for all of us. Very quickly, um, notice in today's um, um, Live Guardian blog um, that no charges against Lydia Thorpe for Mardi Gras protest. Um, New South Wales police have confirmed they will not be charging Lydia Thorpe for momentarily interrupting the parade. Um, she wasn't arrested. Thorpe she said she was proud to have joined the Pride in protest flown and implied she was protesting um, New South Wales police partaking her in the parade. She removed her from the um, police, said, said that said the removed from the parade at the request of organisers for breaching the terms of her participation. Uh. Um, Yeah, well, ironic there that the police have allowed a protest, but the Mardi Gras organisers don't allow protests. Mm, in the words of Mike Moore from Frontline. Anyway, just about got to get out of here and make way for freedom of species. Um, today they'll be talking with Humane Research Australia, um, the team talking all thing animals, all things animal advocacy from one till two, rotations from two till three, the fab team from Queering the Air from three till four, a great lineup as a part of all of the shows on 3CR this afternoon. And some exciting news for next week. Um, it's... Th- the 18th birthday of Out of the Pan. Now, I can't share cake with you, damn it. I haven't worked out a way to do that over the radio waves. Um, So I'm going to have some... What else do you do when you're at a party? You have live music. I'll be having, for the first time in the time I've done the show, it nearly happened a few years ago, and then I had to cancel at the last minute, performing people live in the studio. A fabulous queer artist, Queenie, who I've got to see a couple of times. Um, Really looking forward to that. And just very quickly, Jenny's just popped in with an article, sadly, some um, and huge content note here, transphobic violence. Um, there have been attacks on trans people in Port Melbourne um, that um, I did note during the week. And um, I am not, haven't heard anything since it, um, you know, sort of occurred a few days ago. It was about, um, uh, happened a week ago and it was reported during the week. Um, and unfortunately two trans um, women physically assaulted, which is not good, and, um, you know, sort of um, um, really disappointing um, that that has happened, um, sending all our healing um, vibes to the two trans women involved and hope that the perpetrator um, can be found and um, appropriate action taken. I'll try to follow up a bit more on that during the week for next week for you, Jenny, and see if there's been any follow-up um, on it. Um, also, an article, the article you sent quotes um, Austin Fabry Jenkins, who's now co-convener of the Victorian Pride Lobby, so they'll be probably in the know. Um, I'd better get out of here, make way for freedom of species. Thanks again to our guest, Grace Lee, today. Once again, one eight hundred one eight four five two seven. if you always ever need to call Switchboard. And take it out today um, with um, 
Uh, as I say, I'll be broadcasting in two weeks' time from Chill Out Carnival. Here's a track from Broderick Smith's album Songster from the 1990s, and it's called The Carney. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. Dog. Bought myself some fairy floss and sat down on a log Listening to the big old coming over the PA I watched the sideshow Connie's lean against the rides I jumped up on the dodgems, steered them to the side With hooded eyes like lizards underneath their rebel hat Play the car in the ghost train that grabs your girlfriend's hair And the tunnel there, the skull, gives the kids a scare Heavy working arms, covered in homemade tacks There's a sucker born every minute, that's a fact A sucker born Sat down in a caravan late the same night Smoking bongs and drinking Bundy Till the morning light Photos of rods It's an ass on a cupboard door A cat called Weasel Showed me how it's done For the heated needle answer me Swig a boots for fun Wipe away the blue blood With a cotton ball there's a sucker born every minute, that's a fact You gotta 